Good afternoon, y'all. And happy Lord's Day. Thank you. <clears throat> Guys, we have Seek going on right now. Um, for those of you who have heard about Seek um, or haven't heard about Seek, it's this incredible conference of college students, and usually we're all together in said place, St. Louis, Missouri, or uh, wherever it might be. Um, and last time we had Seek, before COVID, uh, there was like 17,000 college students gathered all together. It was the most magnificent event. Um, and so, of course, this year we can't do it, so we have all these virtual conferences going on. But what's super cool about this is that college campuses all around the United States are gathered this weekend, watching the same talks, celebrating Mass at the same time, and we'll have a virtual adoration tonight. Because I'll be here, we're not going to do virtual, but we'll be having adoration with our students at the same time other college students around the entire United States are also having adoration. Absolutely incredible. So what our students are going through is this understanding of that, no, we, yes, we have been going through COVID, and this has been a really, really difficult year for so many people. And what we were just talking about in small groups was what have we learned from this past year, right? And because what happened in COVID was we became isolated, boom. It went against the very nature of who we are as image, men and women created in the image and likeness of God. We were created as a communion of persons, and we became isolated. It, it shattered that image, and it was tragic. One of the speakers spoke this morning, and she said that Mother Teresa has a quote. She said, the greatest poverty in the world is isolation. It's not physical poverty. It's isolation. That's the greatest poverty in the world. And I'm like, that is so true. I've done mission work, right, in Mexico and in Jamaica, and I've been with the poorest of the poor who had nothing. They literally lived in a, a city dump. That was their house. And they were some of the happiest people I ever met. Why? Because they were not isolated. They had community. The greatest poverty in the world is isolation. And we've experienced that poverty in America over this past year, and it wrecked us, didn't it? I mean, nobody wanted to be in their house. Nobody wanted to be in isolation. And all the women, your hair couldn't get fixed. You couldn't get your hair colors. <laughs> you want to see if your husband really loved you, right? <laughs> I ain't right. But... <clears throat> But you see what I'm saying, right? And so our, our students are beginning to realize and grapple with this, and they were affected big time. So it's been a weekend of really looking, okay, what has happened? How far have we come in this past year? And where are we going to go from here? And how are we going to live out this mission of in communion with one another? And there's no greater man to look to about what that communion looks like than St. Joseph. And I want to speak about St. Joseph today and unroll what we're going to do at St. Thomas this year for the year of St. Joseph. You may have heard or you may not have heard, but on December the 8th, on the Feast of the Immaculate Conception 2020, Pope Francis declared a year, and he called it the year of St. Joseph. So from December the 8th, 2020 to December the 8th, 2021, is going to be the church's efforts to... Look to St. Joseph, to grow closer to St. Joseph, to read as much as you can about St. Joseph, to, to pray, to speak to St. Joseph as spiritual sons and spiritual daughters. Y'all, this has never happened in the history of the church. Why did he do it? Because 150 years ago, 
the church declared St. Joseph as the universal protector of the church. So on the 150-year anniversary, Pope Francis says, we need Joseph now more than ever. In our society today, the church is being attacked in diabolical, brutal ways. And we need St. Joseph to protect us. In our society today, family is being slaughtered. How many people can sit here and say, yeah, my family's been torn apart. It's been broken. It's been attacked. Yeah. The Blessed Mother in Fatima says to St. Lucia, she, she says, in the end, in the end times, she says, the final attack from the, the enemy will be against the family. We're, we're seeing this happen right now. Marriage itself has been redefined, hasn't it? We're seeing this taking place right in front of our eyes. So much so, the Pope is going, now, in this time, in this era, we need St. Joseph to protect the family. We need St. Joseph to show men, to show fathers, to show priests what it means to be a man and what it means to be a protector and a guide in their family. Because these were all the things that St. Joseph was for Jesus and Mary. And so we've got these cool yard signs. We're going to have them in the back of the church over here, actually, um, that you can pick up, that you can buy and stick in your yard to declare the year of St. Joseph. Let it be known. Let it be a witness that people are going to see, yeah, I, I'm entering into this year expecting magnificent graces, right, and asking Joseph to be my spiritual father. You know, in the document that Pope Francis um, put out on the year of St. Joseph, he says some amazing things that I have never really thought of about St. Joseph. He says one of the things that happened in Jesus' life was that he sat in the school of St. Joseph. It's like, man, that's really cool. We're sitting at a university, right? We're sitting in the school of St. Joseph. I read that. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what does that mean? What does it mean that Jesus sat in the school of St. Joseph? It means that he sat and he listened to his father and he obeyed his father. Like Joseph taught Jesus. Guys, we've got to think about this. Joseph taught Jesus how to pray. I can't help but think in the gospel today, whenever it says that Jesus was swamped with all kind of work and the mission was getting intense and people were pulling at him in every single direction, Jesus, it says, he got up early in the morning and he went to a quiet place and he prayed. I wonder if you ever saw Joseph do that. How many times did he realize that Wait, Joseph isn't in the house. He's outside praying. That example of the Father. And Jesus takes that and becomes a man and says, I love how Joseph does that. I'm going to do that too. And so Jesus teaches his apostles, this is important. In your busiest time of life, just go take time out to pray. And Jesus does that often. I think he learned that from Joseph. Though I can't be sure. It's not biblical. Don't quote me. But so Joseph taught Jesus these things. He taught him how to work. He, he taught Jesus how to serve. He taught Jesus how to sacrifice. And he taught Jesus how to be obedient to the Father. Right? And Joseph, we don't know much about him, do we? He never once speaks in Scripture. Never once does he talk. Anytime we hear something about Joseph, it's one of the Gospel writers revealing what happened. There are four times that Joseph is seen in the scriptures, right? And most of the time it's whenever he's asleep and he's having a dream. 
typical guy, right? Um, Joseph is important. Every time that Joseph fell asleep, like he was a man of obedience, the Scripture says. He was a just man. And he was a man of obedience. He was a man who loved Mary with a chaste heart. Joseph was not this old guy that we see in the, the pictures, right? Joseph was, I would think, this was Joseph. This young stud of a man that was strong, that was willing to go to battle for his wife and his kids and to protect them. So whenever the angel comes to Joseph and says, Joseph, Herod wants to kill your son. He wants to kill Jesus. Take the child. Leave. Go to Egypt. That guy's like, I got him. Take him. Pick him up in the middle of the night. Flee to Egypt. Right? It's incredible. So Joseph was a man who taught Jesus how to love. Taught Jesus how to serve, how to sacrifice, how to pray, how to obey the Father. Right? The school of St. Joseph. That's what we enter into this year. Right? That's what we're going to do at St. Thomas. We've got a whole, a whole year of events that we're planning out so that you can grow in your relationship with St. Joseph. Why would we want to do that? Well, <clears throat> well, because that's what Jesus did. Jesus spent his life in the school of St. Joseph. And if St. Joseph is good enough to teach Jesus, he's good enough to teach us. I'm sure Jesus was super proud to tell people, yeah, that's my dad. That, that's, that's him. Strong man, works hard. I'm sure he had a good reputation amongst town. I'm sure Jesus was proud to say, yeah, I'm his son. So we want to take this year as a parish, as a family, and dive deep into the life of St. Joseph. Because the deeper we dive into St. Joseph's life, the more that he's going to reveal Jesus to us. That's just how it works, right? So we're going to sit this year as a parish, as a family, in the school of St. Joseph. And we're going to do that in various ways. I'm going to say that in just a few minutes. Another part of the document, though, that I think is really spectacular, it says that Pope Francis wrote, it says, Joseph was the shadow of the Father. Joseph was the shadow of the Father. Now think about that for a minute. What does a shadow do? I remember when I was a kid, I'd watch Peter Pan, right? And Peter Pan was always fighting with his shadow. His shadow wanted to do something and he was trying to do something else. Well, see, Joseph never tried to do something else. Joseph was the shadow of the Father. If that's what shadows do. I'm looking at my shadow right here. If I move, my shadow moves. If I move this way, my shadow moves that way, right? He's saying, basically, that Joseph didn't do anything that the Father didn't do. Every time the Father moved, Joseph moved. Joseph was revealing the love of God the Father to Jesus and Mary. And he says, husband, that's what it's like. If you want to be a husband, you have to be the shadow of the Father. Let your wife realize how much God loves her by your very movement. By your glance, by your look, by your touch, by your words. Be the shadow of the Father, Joseph is telling us, to those that we love, right? I love, love that image. I've sat and prayed with it for a while, like, to, to realize that, like, that's what Joseph is teaching us. And that's what Jesus learned. And later on in Scripture, Jesus even says it. I only do what the Father has told me to do. That's from Jesus. I bet he learned that from Joseph. Joseph only did what the father told him to do. Joseph stayed in Bethlehem until the father sent the angel and said, get up and go to Egypt. 
And Joseph stayed in Egypt until the father sent the angel again and said, okay, Herod is dead. Go back to Nazareth. I only do what the father tells me to do. Yeah. He learned that from Joseph. And how desperately in our society today do we need that example from our dads and from our priests. That we only do what the Father tells us to do. When that happens, lives are changed. Right? So what are we going to do this year? I don't want to, you know, we're going to have plenty of homilies on St. Joseph throughout the entire year. Right? One of the things that we're going to dive deeper into is this devotion to Our Lady of America. The statue right here, magnificent statue, guys. We are so blessed to have this statue. On Tuesday night, this coming Tuesday, Miss Cheryl Bro is going to give a talk on the apparition of Our Lady of America. And in the apparition uh, to Sister, the Blessed Mother asked that a statue would be made of her, like this. So she had a sculptor come and make the statue of what she described the Blessed Mother to look like. That's the exact statue. It's not a copy of one. This is the statue, the first statue that was ever made at the Blessed Mother's request. This statue has gone in processions all over the world at World Youth Days. This statue right there, Pope John Paul II, St. John Paul II prayed in front of her. And the message that she gives is so pertinent to our time today. And she speaks a message to our young people. That they are to be like the, the lilies in her hand, she says. The young people today will have a fire of purity in their hearts and they will be torch bearers like this lily in her hands. In this apparition, and Miss Cheryl is going to get much deeper into that apparition on Tuesday night. I invite you all to come to it. It will also be live at 7 o'clock. But in the apparition, St. Joseph appears. And guys, this is the first time St. Joseph has ever appeared in a vision and spoken. First time. Listen to some of his words. They're absolutely incredible. He says, All fatherhood is blessed in me, whom the eternal Father chose as his representative on earth, the virgin father of his own divine son. Joseph had to represent the Father to Jesus. Right? Through me, the heavenly Father has blessed all fatherhood. And through me he continues and will continue to do so until the end of time. My spiritual fatherhood extends to all of God's children. And together with the virgin, my virgin spouse, I watch over them with great love and great solicitude. So I love that, right? And this, this year of St. Joseph is a year of Joseph's spiritual fatherhood. And in that, men, your fatherhood is blessed. My fatherhood as a priest is blessed in a powerful way this year through St. Joseph, right? I love one of the last things. He says, fatherhood is from God and it must take once again its rightful place among men. Fatherhood is from God. Society has tried very hard to destroy fatherhood and authentic masculinity. And Joseph is here to rebuild it. He's here to rebuild it because whenever we get the father right, we get the family right. That's just the way it goes. So when the father is rebuilt, the family will come to be rebuilt as well. But the more we destroy the family, the more we destroy father, the image of father, the more we would destroy the family. So that's one of the things we're going to do is we're going to dive deeper into the apparition of Our Lady of America. 
this coming Tuesday, 7 o'clock, right here inside the church. It will also be live on Facebook. Also, I'm gonna, these little flyers are in the back of the church there and there. Um, the year of St. Joseph is also a year of indulgences. I don't have time to get into what they are. I'm going to give a teaching later on. But the indulgences of what that means is on the back of this flyer. But this is just a little calendar of events that we have going on so that you can enter into the year a few suggestions of what you could do. This weekend, today, um, and the, the side over here, there's little medals of St. Joseph in a prayer card. One of our parishioners bought them for us. If you already have a medal of St. Joseph, I would invite you to use that. But if you don't, pick one up. Or if we run out, just grab one of the gift store, the, the Catholic bookstore. I would invite you to this. Real simple. Wear the medal. Every day, wear your Joseph medal. And pray the prayer of St. Joseph either every morning or every evening. Really simple. Doesn't have to be a big deal. That's one way that we can enter into the year. February the 9th, as I said, is going to be Teachable Tuesday on Our Lady of America with Miss Cheryl from 5 to 8. On February 15th through March the 16th, many of you, we had about 250 people a couple months ago make the consecration to St. Joseph. There's still a lot more people out there in our parish that maybe have not made that consecration. Beginning on February 15th, the consecration of St. Joseph will begin. There's a book that is written by Father Donald Calloway. The, the ISBN number is on here. I would really encourage you, go purchase the book and begin the consecration on the 15th to the 19th. We also have emails you can go onto our website and you can um, register for, and every morning you'll get a little teaching that me and Father Dan did. It is such a powerful consecration. Then on February the 24th to March the 24th, um, we will have Wednesday night at Aramus. It will be both live and it will be in person. So that's going to be Wednesdays um, at 730 and then on uh, March the 3rd, St. Joseph's big day is, like, is every first Wednesday of the month. So it might be something you do this year. Come to Mass every single Wednesday. I mean, every single first Wednesday of the month is devotion to St. Joseph. At 11.30 here at St. Thomas, we have a rosary and the litany to St. Joseph. And then we have Mass at 12.15. And then this one is super cool. I'm super, super pumped about this. Nobody else is doing this. On March the 12th and the 13th, a Friday night and a Saturday morning, Dr. Brant Petrie, world-renowned biblical scholar, he's in our backyard. He wants to come to St. Thomas and give a teaching on St. Joseph called Saint jo The Jewish Roots of St. Joseph. It's going to be a three-night teaching. I mean, a three teachings, two nights. Friday night, one teaching. Saturday morning, two more teachings. It'll end on Saturday at noon. You get to go home at night. Guys... You don't want to miss this. Like, I'm serious. The teachings that he gives, he keeps calling me saying, Father, I just now realized some more stuff. Listen to this. And he just like blows my mind. So it's going to be three teachings on St. Joseph, the Jewish roots of St. Joseph. And it's going to be open to the public. We're trying to get a larger auditorium to be able to put everybody. Okay? That's going to be March 12th and 13th. And um, I would highly encourage you to do that. And then on the following week, on the 19th, is, of course, the big solemnity of St. Joseph. Right? So that's where you can go visit the different uh, St. Joseph altars around town. So that's just a few things that we are going to be doing. Um, these are on the back of the church and in the uh, cafe. Just wanted to invite you into it because I don't want to miss out on this year. This year is going to have amazing graces for so many people um, and the entire church worldwide as we have a sense of renewal of the church, protection of the church, renewal of fatherhood, renewal of the family, 
and protection of fatherhood and the family and the priesthood. Now's the moment to seize this grace. We can sit there and complain all day long about what's going on in the world and how we don't like it. But unless we hit our knees and start having our hearts moved and converting, then nothing's going to change. Prayer changes everything. Everything. So let us take this time this year to enter deeply into this incredible year of St. Joseph and expect great things to happen in this upcoming year. Amen?